inspections, appraisals, contingencies, and examinations. Oh my. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast with me, D.O., and this crazy madman, J.C. John Coleman. Yes. Are you ready to geek out with me? I have been waiting for this episode since we launched this month. Yeah, you uh, cross-eyed on me just about five minutes ago. We were doing our mic checks. We were getting ready to yeah. turn the cameras on, get yeah. the light switched on, and I'm like, yeah, I have a hot one. Yeah. Appraisals, inspections, contingencies, and examinations. Okay. Do you know what all four of those things have in common? Something that happens when you go to the doctor? Um, possibly. That, okay. that would be fun to try to uh, link, do like a direct link correlation <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to like, okay, I can see the examination, yep. possibly a contingency, yeah. inspection, definitely. definitely. Appraisal's a little creepy. Appraisal's going to cost you this if you want to fix that. No, I mean, appraisal's more like this is what you're worth in the oh, open market. Okay. Yeah, maybe if I fixed this. <laughs> I'd be yeah. worth that. You'd be worth that. We pigeonholed it. Yeah, and mm, I don't know if I, that, I mean, I don't have that many doctor friends. You know, I have some dentist friends, but we all know dentists aren't real doctors. <laughs> so um, that's from The Hangover, by the way. I know, I okay, know. Well, that's for the audience. For yes. the audience who doesn't maybe understand our humor, yes. don't think we're digging on uh, dentists. A, a dentist, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, but no, 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 I, I think it's pretty much uh, frowned down upon for doctors to appraise. Mm. I don't think you're supposed to appraise people in general that makes sense Pretty sure i was like outlawed like 300 years ago but that makes sense nonetheless no we're gonna talk about as it pertains to real estate okay right this is the loan officer podcast and you know something we do as loan officers we finance real estate transactions yep and something that our audience does they look to buy homes or sell homes right okay. as most americans do because shelter is like part of that hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. right you, you need shelter either you're gonna rent a place you're gonna live with mom and dad who yep. rent or own a place or you're going to look to buy your own place. Yep. 65% of people own their own place. And of the 35% that don't half have the dream of owning their own place. Mm-hmm. So basically, this speaks to something like 87% of the American populace. A large swath. A large swath. Okay. So, and the reason why we want to talk about this is because those th- these appraisals, inspections, exams, and contingencies are four things that are very confusing to most people who are going through the home buying process because like, let's face the facts, you don't buy a house every day. Mm-hmm. You don't buy a house every month or really every year. Usually you're buying a home every seven to nine years. I look at myself in my adult life, 20 years I've been an adult, and I've purchased two homes in 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, if I didn't finance them, I would truly have no freaking idea what I was doing, but luckily I financed them for a living. Mm-hmm. Therefore I have a little bit of a better idea than most. Yeah. So. Let's start with this. There's a big difference between a home appraisal and a home inspection. And this is where most home buyers and home sellers get confused. There is a vast difference. Do you know what the difference is between an appraisal and an inspection? I would think an appraisal comes in and be like, this is what your home is worth. An inspection comes in and be like, ma'am, you have drywall rot all through your ceiling. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's good to know when you have a home appraised, home appraisals are required whenever financing is involved. You need to have the home appraised. Now, if you're paying cash for your home, then A, kudos to you because you have that ability. But secondly, you don't necessarily need a home appraisal, but you may want one. They cost you know between three and $600, depending on the size of the home and the market, et cetera. 
you may want to know that you're not overpaying mm. for that home. Mm -hmm. It's good to know that appraisals are only good for about 120 days. Why is that? I've heard you've told it. Why is that? Well, if you think about it, the market moves, the market changes. Ah. I mean, after 120 days, so much could have transpired. What if we had this big economic boom? What if mm. uh, your um, uh, I don't know, plutonium was found in the neighborhood and yeah. now your, your yeah. property values have skyrocketed? Yep. What if the manufacturing plant that, that employed everyone just shipped all their jobs to a different state or out of the country. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, real estate's worth a whole lot less. Mm -hmm. So after 120 days, okay. that that um, packet of pieces of paper, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're good for, like, kindling for your fire. Gotcha. I mean, that's, that's what they're good for. And it's good to know that. But And an appraisal is still an art form. Like, there's some science behind it, but it's still subjective because it's a human being that's what I was following a formula and you and I could go out and view the same three homes on three different days. And on one day, we may give a little bit more value to the features and characteristics of home A mm -hmm. than we did on a different day. Is there a, is there like a like a average like plus or minus appraisal like range? Like I so my guess, I don't know this for fact. Or an appraiser, we could have one on this show, and they could get real geeky with us. But I would tell you easily one to three percent. Okay. Yeah, there has to be about a one to three percent variable of of what your home is is worth mm. so i think it's good for people to know that about appraisals like it's not take it with a grain of salt but it's like you know maybe take it with several pounds of salt rock i don't know <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. yes it is valid yes there is a professional a skilled artist mm -hmm. who is giving you what your home's value is but it's still a estimation and it still has a plus or minus to it. Now, when they do that uh, appraisal is what we were talking about, um, do they factor in things like, is it just like the raw guts of the home or if you have nice furniture, if there's a flat screen TV? If no, no. So so um, you only appraise the, the home, not its contents. So its contents cannot uh, add value to it. Really? Okay. Yep. Yeah. So they're, they're looking at, you know, the square footage, the neighborhood. They're comparing it with like or similar homes okay. that have sold hopefully in the past two to three months, mm -hmm. within one square mile. Okay. Right? So, like, if you have a two-bedroom, two-bath townhome, they're not going to go use a comparable sale that was a four-bedroom, three-bath mm. pool home. Mm. Right? Those two aren't, aren't like properties. They're going to go out and try to find other two-bedroom, two-bath homes that have sold within the same geographic area within the past two to three months. They can expand outside of... The um, geographic mm -hmm. uh, radius of the one mile can expand out to two miles, and the, the sales can go six or even up to 12 months. But when they do that to make um, adjustments, okay. and that's not the ideal. That typically happens if it's a unique property, okay. like, I don't know, a log cabin. Gotcha. You know, or in a very rural area or a, a hobby farm. Mm -hmm. But most homes, whether they're condos, townhomes, single-family homes that are in a certain neighborhood, you, you're looking at... Uh, finding and you want to find three homes that have sold. Um, one needs to be uh, similar, and one needs, and then the other two need to bracket it. Uh, Meaning, right. one on the high end, one, one on the, on the and, and one one just like it. Okay. Um, and that's a yeah, that's a uh, it, it's it's an art form. Mm -hmm. But it's good to know that's what a home appraisal does. I, this show is not please. You can fact check me all you want because if you're an appraiser, I'm probably butchering this. So <laughs> full, full disclosure. <laughs> To the audience, I'm not an appraiser, never have been, never will be. I can read an appraisal, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. But 
just understand that those are some of the basics, that your home being appraised is more for its value. An appraiser is not going to tell you that there are deficiencies in the construction. Hmm. You know, they're going to look for safety hazards, right? So like if they see that there's exposed wiring, <laughs> yeah. they're going to mention it because they have to. Yeah. If they see there's a, uh, a hole in the roof, they're going to talk about yeah. that as well. But they're not out there to, to let you know that, oh, your home has copper wiring or mm. your home has polybutylene plumbing or yeah. – no, it, it, and that's a safety issue. No, that's why you need a home inspection. Make if you if you're with an appraiser and they're like, hey, when you have them in your home, can you be like, hey, if I get this this done in my house, how much will it go up? And they're gonna be like, I can't answer that question, sir. You're gonna need to bring me back for another. Like while you have them there, can you be like, hey, if I, does that make sense? Yeah, um, you not- know, it's, it's interesting. Most appraisers that I know, they want zero interaction with the seller and with the buyer. So they like they do it without like without yeah the- yeah like leave them alone, let them do their job. They don't want you necessarily to, yeah. to be there looking over, over their, their shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, they want to get in, get out, do their job, and they don't they want to they don't want to be biased. They don't want you mm. to to somehow try to sway them one way or the other. And there are certain code of ethics and code of conduct that they have to follow mm. in order to keep sellers and buyers from uh. um, somehow swaying their their valuation. Gotcha. But yes, I, I would guess. That if you are a, a home buyer and you happen to be there when the appraiser's there, you normally wouldn't be, by the way. Like you're oh, not okay. you're not at the home when your home's being appraised. Really? Did not yeah, I- if you're buying a house, the the home uh, the, the appraiser reached out to the to the seller uh, who owns the home, okay. says, Hey, I need access to your home. When can I arrange some time to be there? I need to take some pictures, I need to do some visual mm. inspections. A lot of what the appraisers do and they're doing at their office anyhow. They're they're researching public record. Ah. So they don't need to be physically there but to take pictures and do visual inspections. Gotcha. Um, yeah, mm. and, and they really don't want to be bothered. That's so you're, you're not going to, you as a home buyer are not going to be, be following like, around gotcha. and then, hey, what if I do this? What if I do that? I'm sure if you bought an appraiser a beer, <clears throat> took him to lunch, you could ask those questions. You could get a very baseline surface level answer. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, you know, most appraisers would tell you, this is a two common ones. Well, I have a brand new roof. Okay, you're supposed to have a roof. Well, I have brand new AC. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're supposed, supposed to have AC. So I'm not giving you more value because you have more, more, more uh, a brand new roof oh, or, gotcha. or, or AC. Okay. Um, now, what they will tell you is, oh, because your roof is brand new, you should anticipate selling your home at the top of its value range. Gotcha. And maybe if your roof was old, you may not be able to get top dollar because the person buying it understands that within the next 18 to 36 months, they're going to have to drop one. 18 or 20 grand on a new roof. Gotcha. Um, but having a new roof does not make your home 18 or 20 grand more valuable. Damn. Yeah. People, yeah. Um, and then, like, again, a good realtor could answer those questions, too. Like, well, if I upgraded my kitchen, well... If you upgrade your kitchen, you should do it because you want to enjoy an upgraded ki- a kitchen. Not because you want Not to. Not because you're going to increase the value because you're never going to get dollar for dollar. That you is know, a great th- point. There, there's some things you'll get 30 cents in the dollar. Some things you may get 70 cents in the dollar. Now, uh, new paint and new flooring, if you're looking to sell a home, may allow you to get the top of the price range. And if the difference between the top of the price range and the bottom of your price range is greater than the cost of some yeah. new floors and some new paint, mm-hmm. then it makes all the sense in the world to go ahead and have your home repainted and some new floors put in. But I don't think you're actually adding value as much as 
you're enticing someone to pay top dollar versus someone who's mm-hmm. going to want to pay less mm-hmm. because when they walk into to your home that isn't newly painted and, and doesn't have new floors, it's maybe not as visually appealing. Gotcha. But the big point that I want to make on, on today's show was there's a big difference between a home appraisal and a home inspection. And that difference is a home appraisal lets you know what your home is worth. It doesn't necessarily let you know all the deficiencies of the home. So you, when you buy a house, are going to pay for a home appraisal. It's going to cost you somewhere between three and $600. You then, and by the way, if you're obtaining financing, that's going to be required that you get an appraisal. Unless your lender utilizes uh, some internal automated underwriting and just kind of, I'm going to throw it out there. We do do financing where mm-hmm. the, we get a property inspection waiver, where it's not required from the financing side that we get an appraisal. Okay. It doesn't mean that you don't on your own want to go get an appraisal. You still have that prerogative mm. to go and get an appraisal. We're just telling you as your lender, we're not requiring it for your home loan. Okay. We're not saying that we're not recommending you, you get, get one. Yeah. Because you wrote a contract, and this is when we'll get into, into contingencies in a minute. You wrote a contract that stated more than likely that the home must appraise at or above contract price. If it appraises lower, maybe you have the opportunity to renegotiate with the seller. Okay. So for that reason, just because your lender may have a documentation waiver for your file where where they're not requiring an appraisal any longer, it doesn't mean that you don't go get one. Mm. Just know when you get a home appraisal, it's just going to tell you what your home is worth. Um, and that's what it's worth today for the next 120 days. Mm, yeah. And then it's going to change. Yeah. Um, which is why if you're buying the home for 300 and appraises for 300, but you're just so convinced it's worth 306, deep breath, take a step back. It's okay. Your home may be worth 320. I mean, you know, you, you may, it, <laughs> yeah. or just like it appraised for 300, but you know, six months later, it's worth 290. Whoa. Deep breath that you are within the margin of error. It may have been only worth 300 because you're willing to pay 300. Think about that. Like some, sometimes things are worth what someone else is willing to pay. Hmm. That's the true definition of value, right? This hat right here is worth $100 if you're willing to pay me $100 for it. Yeah, true. But if I can't get anyone else to bid 100 and everyone else is only willing to bid 10 mm-hmm. then maybe $10, is, $10 is, is, yeah. is, is what the home is worth. That makes sense. You know? So keep that in mind that you very well, by offering 300000 on that home, mm-hmm. you set the value. Ah. Yeah. All of the research indicated the home was worth 290, but when you wrote a contract for 300, mm. you set the value because you and your ability and your willingness to pay made it that. Gotcha. Home inspections. Yes, my favorite. Home inspections necessarily are not required to obtain financing to purchase your home. An appraisal may very well be, but a home inspection is not. Why is that the case? Because it seems like home inspection is more concrete, not so subjective. Well, like, hey, this is broken. Not like, hey, I like the paint, so I think it's worth it. Well, keep in mind, the appraiser is going to go out there and make sure for us as lenders uh-huh. that the home is in livable condition. Mm. They're going to notate whether or not the home is in disrepair. Mm. So although an appraiser isn't necessarily an inspector, they are looking for the big stuff. Gotcha. Is this home in average to good condition? Is it livable? Are there no safety hazards? If that is the answer, then cool. Mm. Then the appraiser moves on. Gotcha. But if 
there's faulty wiring, faulty piping, if the roof is a certain age old, if it has really bad insulation. Foundation. Yeah, if um, the hot water heater may very well be on its last leg. Yeah, there's... There's if if the irrigation system was done haphazardly, like there's certain things that mm -hmm. your home doesn't need irrigation in order for your lender to finance it, mm -hmm. right? Like okay, zone A and zone C don't necessarily water the grass sufficiently, <laughs> yeah. But you're paying X amount of dollars for a home that has X features. Yeah. A home inspector will go out there and inspect to make sure that the that you are getting what you signed up. To pay for so, so an inspector do they just go through have a checklist and be like this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong and give you like hey your total bill will could be thirty eight thousand dollars get dollars fixed yeah kind of sort of, of. Okay. yeah kind of sort of and and just like i said you won't be there for the home appraisal ah. you will want to be there for the home inspection if not you definitely your realtor okay okay um and keep this in mind a home inspector's job is to let you know everything that's wrong with the home that's why you hired them and I think that's that that's key to know because a lot of home buyers, especially those that are newer or first-time home buyers, they see their home inspection and they're like, "Oh my God, this home is in such disrepair." What? No, well, no, it's not. The home is lived in. The home is X years old. The home is in good condition. But yes, you hired an inspector. You paid this person four hundred up to twelve hundred dollars to let you know everything that that could be better with the home. Mm. It's not necessarily that it's wrong or that you can't live in it or it's not safe. It's just like, hey, these are some gotcha moments to look out for. And there's some definitely some big ones like you want to check out to make sure that you have the latest and greatest and, and safest uh, electrical panel and to make sure you have the proper wiring and the, and the proper plumbing. Because if you don't, it's not going to be that your home is necessarily unsafe. It's going to be that it's more expensive to insure. Mm. Because if you have certain electrical panels or certain type of wiring or certain type of plumbing, you're going to find that obtaining homeowner's insurance is, is going to be more difficult or if you do find it more expensive. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, you know, Spectre's going to go around and just look for, for things that, yeah, if there's a foundation issue and some leaking going on or they, they detect some mold somewhere mm. or they see termites, like, yes, those are some things you want to know about before you finally buy the home. And if you have a really bad inspection, it gives you an opportunity to walk away as long as you're still within your contingency period, which we're going to come back to that. Um, but, you know, just know that is what a home inspection does and a home inspector does. Mm. And it's very likely that your home in inspector is going to let you know your home's in great condition and these are the 17 things wrong with it. You're like, what? Wait, whoa, it's whoa. in great condition. These are the 17 things. And you may very well take those 17 things to the seller and the seller is going to be like, all right, cool story, bro. But... <laughs> The house is as is, and we either move forward or we don't. Mm. Like, I'm not fixing any of this. Mm -hmm. If it's anything major, maybe you and the home seller figure out, you know what? The seller is willing to fix these three things um, as long as you're willing to sign a document that says you're going to accept the house yes, as is. is. Or sometimes it's like, look, the seller doesn't want to fix crap, but the seller will give you a $1,500 closing cost credit. That way, that credit goes towards your closing costs. Your cash to close is now less. Yeah. You can fix that crap on your own after you become owner. Mm -hmm. And that's probably more common. Mm -hmm. What you want to stay away from, unless it's something major, is asking the seller to fix a bunch of stuff 
before you buy the home because the minute you start doing this, you now start introducing deficiencies in the home's condition to your lender who already had the home appraised. The appraiser already went out there and said the home is worth X and it's in average, good, livable condition. There's no safety hazards. Mm -hmm. Now you start talking about all these fixes that you want the seller to do. Look, you've opened Pandora's box. It's all well and good. Your lender can still finance your home, but there's that many more hoops they're going to have to jump through to mandate and and, Mm -hmm. they're going to mandate and you're going to have to prove that all that work was done. So a lot of times if you have some inspection issues and you want them fixed, it's for your preference, not for your lender's preference. And it's easier if you just get the seller to pay a, uh, give you a closing cost credit. Mm-hmm. So the seller is going to pick up some of your closing costs. Therefore, you bring less money to closing. Therefore, after you buy the home, you and your crew can figure out how and when you want to get certain things fixed. Gotcha. All right. So we talked about appraisals, talked about inspections. Yeah. So we have contingencies and we have exams. Yeah. We're going to do exams because it's going to be less than 90 seconds. Okay. So when we talk about exams, we're talking about title exams, title search. When you are buying a home, just know that you are going to close either with a title company or a real estate attorney. And either one of those entities is going to do a title search and a title exam. What they're going to look for is to make sure that no one else is claiming interest on your property. Right? That's it. Now, ultimately, they're going to also provide some kind of a title insurance that ensures that if after you own the home, someone else is coming back and they're claiming ownership of either your land or your building, mm-hmm. that there's an insurance policy protecting you um, against someone taking claim of your mm-hmm. home. But you need to have and pay for a title search and a title exam. If you're utilizing real estate agents, just know realtors know this and they're going to take care of it on your behalf. It's really nothing you get overly involved in. Mm. You get involved in when they make you get involved in it because it's like, hey, mm, by the way, we just hit a roadblock. <laughs> and then that's a OF moment. Oh, uh, crap. Yeah. But for the most part, just know that there is going to be a title search and a title exam. And that's where a, a third party, a title company or a real estate attorney is going to go out and they're going to check in public records to make sure that there's no liens against the home, that when you buy the home and you take ownership, that all the liens have been satisfied and have been settled, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. Contingencies. Yes. Contingencies when we're done, right? Yeah. There's nothing else we're going to throw into this. I hope not. My head's already spinning, but yeah. Okay. When you write your real estate contract, again, this is why it's so important you utilize real estate agents, realtors, because they can help navigate this for you. Please know that there's going to be an appraisal contingency and there's going to be a home inspection contingency. And that contingency is basically going to state that you have X amount of days to have the home appraised, X amount of days to have the home inspected. And if those days come and go and you want to come back to the seller and you want to talk about X, Y, Z needs to be repaired on the home. And if, if not, you need to let me out of the contract, the seller very well could be like, peace out. No, I don't. Your inspection contingency has come and gone. Now, usually an inspection contingency may be, I don't know, five to 15 days. And that means, John Coleman, you're buying my house. You have five to 15 days to get the home inspected. And if you don't like the results of the inspection, you can come to me and tell me, Dustin, I don't like the results of the inspection. I want out of the contract. At which point I'm like, okay, you're within your inspection contingency. Ah, okay. Here's your deposit money back. Because keep in mind, in order for you to write the contract, 
And to get me to take the home off the market and agree to sell the home to you, I wanted a, a deposit, some kind of good faith, hmm. right? Some kind of earnest up front. Usually it was probably one, two, maybe five or $10,000 I'm holding of your money, mm. holding it ransom, right? It's a, it's a down payment, mm-hmm. but it's going to be refunded to you if you come back and say, my inspection was shit. I hate the house. I don't want to buy it. I look at the contract. I'm like, you're well within your, your rights. Here's your money. Here's your cancellation. Sign it. And by the way, I'll give you your money back. But if you take too long. Procrastinate. Yeah. Then... You can come back to me and say, I hate your home. And I'm like, okay, cool. Here's your cancellation. And you're like, hey, I want my five grand back. Uh, 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 uh. Mm, yeah, probably not. You know, at which point now you do want to take me to court. Do you want to like does dispute that ha- it? Does that happen often? Does it ever reach that point? It's a great question for, for one of our realtor friends to answer. Okay. I, mean, I, I know it happens. Yes. Okay. I, I don't know if it happens a lot. I know it definitely happens. Mm. Um, same thing goes like for, for the appraisal. You have X amount of days to get the appraisal back. If you don't and the home doesn't appraise... It's a big debate going on right now in Central Florida real estate. Like, and and this is like I don't I don't know mm-hmm. contract law. I don't study the, the 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 real estate contracts, but I do know that there are contingencies for when homes do and don't appraise. Mm-hmm. And if you're within your contingency, then it gives you every right to go back to the seller and renegotiate. Mm-hmm. Now the seller very well will be like, no, I'm not dropping the price. I know the home didn't appraise, but I'm not going to drop the price. <laughs> This is the price we negotiated on, yeah. at which point I'll cancel the contract, give you your money back, or um, they'll just say, come up with the difference, yeah. or they will dispute the appraisal. I'm disputing the appraisal. Here's why. Please go back to your appraiser and give them this evidence. Mm-hmm. And I think that they gave me a low appraisal. But just know that there are contingencies in your contract that must be met. And if you don't meet them, then you're not covered. Right in the investing world, we talk about you're running naked. Yeah, like yeah, you are uncovered right now. Yeah, you want to be protected at all times. That's why we did an episode on this before. Yeah, working with a realtor has its benefits. Yeah, knowing these contingencies, like don't take a podcast host. You know, I mean, this, like you can already tell them, like, hey, I'm I'm kind of tiptoeing around certain mm-hmm. topics. I think it's just good to know there are contingencies in your contract, especially when it comes to for things like appraisals and inspections. Uh-huh. If you're within your contingency, you very well could cancel your contract. If you don't like the results of your appraiser, uh, your appraisal or the results of your inspection, if you're outside of that contingency window, uh-huh. you very well, if you want to cancel and not buy the home, you're just going to lose your right. deposit. Your deposit could be one grand. It could be 10 grand. It could be 25 grand, depending on your market. Still losing money. Yeah, you're just walking away from it. Yeah, yeah, just because you didn't uh, adhere to your your contingency. Are there certain like baseline contingencies that all contracts include, or is this why like real estate professionals can like add certain like custom contingencies within a plan? Given no, most people utilize a pretty set standard form contract, and if you leave something blank, it defaults to five days or ten days, and it says that in the contract. It's like a fill in the blank. Um, If left blank, then this. Gotcha. But there are contingencies for. How If you're obtaining financing, you have to make your formal loan application within X amount of days. If you don't make your formal loan application within X amount of days, you're in breach of contract. You have the right to inspect. Very rarely, good to know, very rarely will your contract to purchase a home be contingent on a satisfactory home inspection. Mm-hmm. Contingent means if it doesn't inspect, mm-hmm. we're 100% going to have to, to um, address it. Most contracts are written these days with the right to inspect. 
Mm. Meaning you don't have to inspect it. I already told you your lender's not going to require you to inspect it. It's advised by your lender that you get a home inspection, but that's for you and and the seller and your realtor to know the results of the inspection. Mm -hmm. We'll appraise the home, but you inspect it. But it's a right to inspect. But you have only a certain amount of time in your contract to have the home inspected if you want to execute your right Mm. and if you want to address some of the deficiencies on the inspection, which, by the way, there are going to be deficiencies because that's why you paid that inspector $700 Mm -hmm. was to find deficiencies. Then you only have X amount of time to address them with the seller and come up with a solution. The solution may be take it or leave it, John. I'm not fixing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or or it, it could be somewhere. It could be I'll fix all of this, John, mm-hmm. or somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. But if that time period comes and goes, then there's nothing that says the seller has to play nice mm-hmm. because you didn't do your part. Mm-hmm. So it's just good to know when buying real estate, there are contingencies. Just like it's good to know there's a difference between a home appraisal and a home inspection and that there are exams being done and they're typically title exams or title searches where that's good. That's protecting you as a buyer to make sure that you're buying property that is going to have no liens or mm-hmm. judgments against you or no one else is going to come after you trying to claim that they own that home because it was bequeathed to them in 1919 and then again in 1972 and then yeah. most recently in 2012. And they didn't even know they owned this, this plot of land yep. until you went to buy it. And some attorney reached out to them saying, hey, by the way, someone's trying to sell your house that you was bequeathed to you when Aunt Bertha died. What house? Exactly. Yeah, I want it though. Yeah. Yeah, get off my land. So that's it. Damn. Yeah. That was really educated. I really learned a lot. Yeah. So understand this, folks. There's a difference between an appraisal and an inspection. And there's contingencies in your contract you have to be aware of. And make sure that someone's doing exams and searches on the title before you buy or sell real estate. Yeah. Easy enough? Very easy. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Nowen. This is the Loan Officer Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at 407-645-6363. Google him on Google, John Coleman. Hit us up on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. We are at the Loan Officer Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Share us, like us, comment us. Comment us. Comment on the show and let us know of any topic that you think would be a great topic for you, the listener. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure we go out and find the content and the person to provide it so that you enjoy this show more tomorrow than you did today. Yes, sir. That's all we have. Deuces. Peace. Peace.